they don't trust their leader. Um, he, he stepped down. I'll tell you how far behind I am. Um, you know, there, there's really a shifting. There's a changing going on. What, what I think that you guys... Can I talk a minute just about world events? Um, I, I don't know what's going on. We see what's going on in the natural, but there's something in the spiritual happening. Um, a lot of times we can look at a situation, and let's take, um, let's take the situation in Egypt, where it looks like they want to replace the leader, and going to replace the leader, and there may become a leader that is in charge, and he's Muslim. Okay? So, just because he's a Muslim there still can break freedom. Because that's really what it's about. It's about oppression. Now, they come into the Islamic system, and that's still another form of oppression. But what we have to do is trust God in the middle of this. Because in the, in the Middle East, Muslims are coming to Christ by the thousands a day. Yes, that's true. Thousands a day. Some of the statistics are that there's 20,000 people a day coming to Christ. Christianity is the largest growing religion in the world. I mean, so you, you need to know that. They're going to tell you that on CNN. Amen? It is the largest growing religion in the world. And if there are cities or, or nations and they are ruled by dictatorship and there's things that are shifting things that are changing who in, who would have ever believed that a communist nation like russia would be a democratic society i i that the wall would fall down and we would literally cross over i mean i'm telling you those were things that people in in, in the earlier era, would look at that and go, there is no way that is ever going to happen. When hell freezes over, that's when it's going to happen. Well, guess what? It didn't freeze over and it still happened. Come on. Because there are some things going on that in the middle of what's taken place, we've got to trust God. We've got to trust God that if, if there is a leader and he's Muslim and he begins to run a nation, that those people may be oppressed and say, I need freedom. And then all of a sudden we're going to move in with the gospel of the kingdom of God and of Jesus Christ. And people are going to say, I need to get out of this bondage and I need to get into the freedom of God. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. So in the middle of what's going on, we need to be able to trust God in the middle of it. Israel, time and time again, in the Bible, went into captivity. They came out. They went into captivity. They came out. They were oppressed by the Babylonians, by the Persians, the Medes, and the Greeks, and the, and, and the Romans. They were, they were oppressed time and time again. And every time they did, the, things began to expand. Every time the church was oppressed, it exploded. Hello? When, when, the, when the, the apostles, the disciples, the apostles and the followers and the, the early church and the early history of, of, of the movement of Christ, you know, when things were persecuted, they grew. When there was oppression, the gospel got out. Come on, somebody. 
So there's things going on, and although we may not understand, and although we may not see it, we've got to begin to trust God in a way that when we look at some things in the natural and we go, oh no, this isn't good. It may not be good, but God, there's something that you're doing behind the scenes in this thing. Say trust. We need to be able to trust God. Say trust God. Tell your neighbor to trust God. We've got to trust God. So turn with me to, to, to Luke um, chapter 22. But beforehand, I want to I give you the word out of Webster's 1828 dictionary, what the word literally means of trust literally means. It means to place confidence in or to rely on. It means to believe or to credit. The word trust literally means, can you, are you at another slide here? I think you got me here. There you go. Now we're rolling. Keep going. To place confidence in or rely on. Keep going. Just stay ahead of me. There you go. To believe, to credit. And here's the one. To commit to the care of. We need to understand that we commit to the care of ourselves, our family, our nation. We trust God, meaning we commit ourselves, our family, our nation, this world to the care of the Lord. Can I get an amen? It also means to have confidence in. It means to be able to have confidence in. So as we were looking at trust, I, I asked you last week to just read Luke chapter 12, and I hope some of you guys did that. But I want to specifically focus on verses 22 through 32. Because no matter what's going on, let me put it this way. No matter how difficult things may get, God's got your back. See, the Bible talks about all the armor of God. Helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith to quench every fiery dart the wicked one brings against you. Your, your, your feet are shod with the gospel of peace. You've you, you got the belt of truth that's around you. And you've got the word of God, which is a sword. You've got all this. If you could see that, you've got all this weaponry. Who's got your back? What it says, I think it's in Psalms, it says he's your rear guard. God is our, our rear guard. God's got our back. So here's when he, he's talking to, um, he's, ta- he's, he's actually teaching um, and, and he begins to talk to his, his disciples. And they're talking about some different things. And, and, and he's, he uses the parable of the guy that's going to, you know, he's got a lot of stuff. And he, and he had a great big crop. And he was like, what am I going to do with this crop, man? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tear down barns and I'm going to build bigger ones. And God's saying, hey, you know what? Your very life is going to be taken from you tonight. So why are you hoarding all this stuff up? Are you with me? So then he turns around to his disciples, and here's what he says. Angela's just going to read verses 22 through 32. Uh, Luke chapter 12, did I tell you that? Luke chapter 12, 22 through 32. And he said to his disciples, For this reason I say to you, do not worry about your life as to what you will eat, nor for your body as to what you will put on. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap. They have no storeroom nor barn, and yet God feeds them. How much more valuable are you, you are than the birds? And which of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his lifespan? If then you cannot do even a very little thing, why do you worry about other matters? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. But I tell you, not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass in the field, which is alive today and tomorrow, is thrown into the furnace, how much more will he clothe you, you men of little faith? And do not seek what you will eat and what you will drink, and do not keep worrying. 
For all these things the nations of the world eagerly seek, but your Father knows that you need these things. Seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. He talks about this also in Matthew. The parable that he uses is basically God's way of taking responsibility for you. Do you know that? He says, look, the birds, they don't worry about what they eat. He said, they aren't worried about where they're going to, you know, they fly around. They, they aren't worried. About, have, you ever, have you ever sat in your, in your yard or, you know, looked at the birds on the line and heard one bird say to the other, man, I don't know where I'm going to get something to eat at. What about you, man? I don't know either. I've been looking all over the place. Have you ever seen any skinny birds? Most of the birds aren't skinny, are they? they they're not worried about how they're going to get fed. And this parable, God is saying, I'm taking care of you. Jesus was talking to the disciples. Who said it? He was talking to the disciples. And he was saying, look, guys, you're going to have to worry about these things. Because if, if we take care of the, the lilies of the field, and if we take care of the birds, and we take care of all these things, don't you think we're going to take care of you that much more? It was dad's way of saying, guys, don't worry about it. We're going to take care of you to... What it really boils down to is says to trust me. If he says don't worry, and worry can be lack of confidence. Oh, geez, I don't know. I don't know if I have confidence in my leader. I don't have confidence in the president. I don't have confidence in this. I don't have confidence in that. I don't have. That's the lack of. That's the lack of confidence can be worry. And if trust is confidence, if God said what He's going to do, He's going to do, and what He'll be, He'll be. And if He says I'm going to take care of you, He's going to take care of you. Let me say that to you again. He is going to take care of you. There has not been a day, there's not been a time that I have not been taken care of. There might have been days that I went before I knew Christ without food, but it wasn't fasting. I just went without food because I didn't have enough money to put food in my stomach or I used my money on something else and there was no money for food left, so I might have gone a few days hungry I don't know about you, but that's me. But there, even through that time, God has always taken care of me. He will take care of you. He said, he will take care of you. He says, man, don't seek on what you'll eat or what you drink. Or, and do not keep worrying. For he, Verse 30 says, for all these things the nations of the world eagerly, eagerly seek. But your father knows that you need these things. Dad knows that we need these things. My father would not withhold something from me. And let me tell you something. God is not withholding something from you. He's not doing it. Dad's not withholding something from you. He may have something that, that you may want that he's not releasing it to you, but he's not going to ever not give it to you, and he's not going to ever not take care of you. He is going to take care of your needs. No matter what takes place in the economy, God has said, I am going to take care of you. That's good news tonight. That makes me excited. That makes me say, woohoo, baby, that's awesome. Because he's going to take care of you. Turn with me to Psalm 62, and, and uh, I just want us to go through some scriptures tonight because... We've got just a few minutes, and I just want to sow something in you. Psalm 62, verse 8. And I want you to see where he continually, in his word, 
says he's going to take care of them. But we have to trust him in order for, us, for him to take care of us. Psalm 62, would everybody there say, I'm there? If you're not, I think he's got it up on the screen. Verse 8 says, trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. God is a refuge for us. Let me read that to you again. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. And he says, God is for us a refuge. He's a refuge for us. So when you look at that Hebrew word trust, I'm going to have Kevin put that Hebrew word trust up. If you'll go to the next slide. That Hebrew word trust literally means to hide, meaning to haste or diligence for refuge. That's what it means in the Hebrew. In other words, to haste to get into him. You find refuge in him. In the midst of what's going on in your life, you're not going to find refuge in other things, not permanent refuge in other things, but when you step into the things of God and you come after him, you're going to find refuge. It also means to trust. It also means to be confident. It also means to be sure or sure, to be sure, to be sure that God's going to take care of me, to be sure that God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way, to be sure that I'm going to always take the right turn in the road, to be sure that God's going to be there for me. He is for you, not against you. He is with you, not against you. God wants the best for you. Hallelujah. So we need to trust him. Say trust. Okay, let's go to Psalms 115. Let's look at verse 9 and 11. Just kind of flip over to Psalms 115. I think the word trust is in the Psalms, gosh, I think it was 41 times, and it's in Proverbs like 10 different times. Psalms 115, verses 9 through 11. Well, I'm going to get there. Verse 9 says, O, o, O Israel, trust in the Lord. There it is, that same word. Batak, batak. In order for the Hebrew, you got to have the batak. And it means to, to be confident or be sure. So he's talking about the nation of Israel. He says, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their house and, or their helper and their shield. He says, who, those who fear the Lord. Is that you? I was, I was, when I was reading this, I thought, here he is taking the nation of Israel. Then he boils it down to Aaron. Aaron, Aaron was the, uh, the priesthood. So he's taken the nation, he's boiling it down to the priesthood. Now he even brings it down to those who fear in the Lord. That's me. I have a, a respect and an awe. Of the Lord. He says those who fear the Lord. Trust in the Lord. See that again. Those who fear the Lord. Trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. I'm going to go on to verse 12. The Lord has been mindful of us. (laughs) He's been mindful of you. He will bless us. Say bless us. Come on everybody. Bless us. 
He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. So here he is. He's like, he's like, hey, those of you in Israel, trust in the Lord. Those of you in the nation of Israel, trust in the Lord. Those of you in the priesthood, trust in the Lord. Those of you who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. Oh, by the way, those of you in Israel, you're going to be blessed. Those of you in the, in the priesthood of Aaron, you are, are going to be blessed. Those of you who fear the Lord, you're going to be blessed. Say, I'm blessed. Tell three people, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. I am blessed, I am blessed, I am blessed. In verse 13, he says, he will bless those who fear the Lord. And I love this. Have I got that scripture up there? I love this one. See where it says, he will bless those who fear the Lord. And what's that say underneath there? The small together with the... Shorty's not here from my word picture. But he'll bless the small as well as the great. Are you with me? Don't think God's forgot about you. Don't think, Dwayne, that he, he doesn't know. Don't think that if you trust in him, he's going to bless you if he's going to bless me. He'll bless James. He'll bless Shelley. Come on. It doesn't matter how... Big or little you are, doesn't matter how famous you are or infamous you are. He's going to bless you, and I love it. The small together with the great. The little and the big. The adult and the child. Are you with me? See, a lot of times we think, well, wait a minute, you know, look what he's done for Stephen. You know, he's blessed, he's blessed Stephen, and Stephen's got these abilities, and Stephen's got those talents, and, and God, you're blessing him, and you're blessing him, and, and now he's, he's even getting blessed. He got a promotion, and he's getting blessed even more, and, and, and you know, the wife and, and the children, and things are happening in Stephen's life, and, and he's being blessed, and he's being blessed, and he's being blessed, and he's being blessed. What about me? Oh, woe is me. What about me? What about me? Stephen's being blessed. Those who trust in the Lord. He says, I'm going to bless you. 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 So it doesn't matter. Don't whine about being big or being little. How many of you know, I would rather be the star that's still in the sky than just be the shooting star that you just see and it gone. There it is. Oh, it's wonderful. There he went. Where was he 10 years later? Are you with me? But God says he's going to take care of you, the little or the great. The little or the great. Now, I don't know what side you fall in there. I think I fall in there on the little. Amen? But oh, you may fall in on the great side. But either way, you're going to be blessed, and God wants to bless you. This is good news. This is good news. This is good news for me. Well, I'm not from the right side of the tracks, or I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth, or maybe I was born with a plastic spoon in my mouth, or maybe I didn't have no spoons in my mouth when I was born. Maybe I was born in upstate New York. Maybe I was born in Southern California. Maybe I was born in Louisiana. So no matter where you were born at, God's taking this and he's saying, man, he's going to bless those who fear the Lord. Whether you're big or whether you're little, whether you were born in India, whether you were born in America, can I get an amen? 
Whether you're tall, whether you're short, whether you're in, whether you're out, whether you're rich, whether you're poor. He says, I'm going to bless you. I am going to bless you. If you fear the Lord, if you trust in Him, and you trust in Him, and you say, I got confidence in you, God. In the middle of what's going on, I got confidence. In the middle of a single woman raising a child, she trusts in the Lord. And the Lord said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. In the middle of what's taking place in your family, the Lord, you trust in Him. And He said, I'm going to bless you because it's about trust. Say trust. Oh, I don't know. I think we might just get something wound up in here tonight. Amen? It's about trust. And he says, the small together with the great. In verse 14, he says, may the Lord give you increase. Say increase. May the Lord give you increase. And not only does he give you increase to you, but he says, he, you and your, what's that say? Children. You reckon that's grandchildren? Great-grandchildren? Children? But you know what we do? We worry about our kids. What kind of world are they going to have? Not saying don't be concerned. But I'm saying if we trust God, He has a destiny for them. We trust God, He has a plan, He has a purpose. Go to, from, go to Psalms 125 real quick. Psalms 125. I just want you to chew on these scriptures over the next few few days, few weeks. Psalms 125. Those who trust in the Lord. Do you trust in the Lord? If you trust in the Lord, if that's you he's talking about, and you trust in the Lord, you want to see what it's going to be? Do you want to see what it's going to be? He says, if you trust in me, then here's what I'm going to make you into. How many of you know if we're, if we're being transformed into the, into the image and the likeness of God? We're not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our mind. We are made in the image and the likeness of God. And God says, hey, you know what? If you trust in me, I'm going to make you something out of nothing. How many of you would think, If somebody looked at you and said, man, you are a mountain of strength. Would that be good? All right. Well, let's look at verse 1. Those who trust in the Lord are as Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. Wow. What? What? Those who trust in the Lord are as Mount Zion. Man, I mean, we've been to the Rockies. Man, we drove up Berthard Pass. It's high up there. And it's a huge mountain. Mount Zion. Strong, powerful. And he says it won't be moved. Isn't that? He's talking about you. You trust in God and you won't be moved. You know, sometimes you see these people and you think, man, nothing moves them. I get a forklift. I get them moved. You know what I mean? Something's going to happen and they're going to be moved. No, they're just steady Eddie. They're just firm. Not going to be moved. I'm not going to be moved. I'm not going to be moved. They are like what he's talking about in this mountain. And he says, those who trust in the Lord are, in Mount Zion, are as Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem. You ever been to Jerusalem? It's kind of snuggled down in. There's mountains all the way around that area and that there. And he says, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord 
surrounds his people. (laughs) I love it when daddy's talking about me. He surrounds his people. He says, from this time and forevermore, you're surrounded by the Lord. The Lord is surrounding you. What? He's surrounding you. The angels are camped on and about you, around you. God is surrounding you. We need to come to a place where we can begin to trust in the Lord. He says, if you'll trust in the Lord, you're going to be about like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved. And it says, abides forever. So here's my question. Do we worry? Should we worry? It's hard. It's hard sometimes not to worry, isn't it? Will God provide for us? Will he provide for us? Just because I told you so? Or just because the word of God tells you so? Is he going to be there in difficult times? Is he creator? Is he king? Can he provide? Will he provide? Is he deliverer? Is he redeemer? Is he gracious? Is he kind? Is he gentle? Is he faithful? Is there anything too hard for him? Say, oh my got you. Some of you almost say you say yes, you're listening. There's nothing too hard for him. So if the trust issue is not working, then maybe we really don't trust him. Maybe we'll trust him in one area, but we have trouble trusting him in the other. That's me. There's times I trust the Lord and I'll, I'll trust him no matter what's going on in certain areas. And then there's certain areas that I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, again, it means to be sure. It means to have confidence in. Is he a patient God? Is he a giving God? Is he a loving God? Why don't we trust him? Why don't we trust him? Can we trust him more? Could we make an effort to say, God, I'm going to trust you. Here's an assignment. This week, I want you to take down something. Take a three by five card or eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, whatever it might be. And I want you to get alone with dad. And you, I want you to say, okay, father, um, I got some areas that I'm dealing with in trust and I want you to write them down. Okay. Because when we get through talking about it, you're going to begin to take the scriptures, even that we have tonight And you're going to review them and say, you know, I should trust you with my Aunt Martha. I should trust you with this person. I should trust you with this person. I should trust you with these things. I should trust you with this issue. I want us to look at these issues. These are for you. These are not for me. I'm not going to ask you to pass them in, hand them out, anything like that. I'm asking you to get with Dad and say, what are areas that I need to work on that trust issue? See, because trust is earned. Trust is earned. You have to earn trust. You can get trust positionally, but you know it has to be earned. So ask dad, what is it that we want to do about trust? 
What do you not have confidence in that you need to have confidence in? What are you not sure about that you may need to have surety? The scriptures we read tonight are pretty powerful. He says, man, if you just trust me, you're going to be like a mountain. The mountain of Zion. Not just any mountain, but a mountain of Zion. And if you're like that mountain of Zion, then it's going to be forever, forever. You're going to be strong. You're going to be powerful. Even when you're weak, you're strong. Even when you feel like you don't have any power, guess what you got? You got power. You got authority. As long as we'll trust him. Are there some things in your life tonight that the Holy Spirit would highlight and say, these are those things. Let's pray tonight. Father, as we just come to you, and even for the next week that we sit down with you and we say, here's some areas that I'm struggling in, that you'll begin to help us. I ask you to help every person in the midst of what they're doing. I ask you to be able to help them right now. Help them to be able to trust. Help them in a new and and greater way to be able to come to a place where they'll trust you, not in just one or two areas of their life, but in every area of their life. In Jesus' name. And everybody in agreement said amen. 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 Say trust. Trust. I'm learning to trust. Amen. And God's going to give us grace while we do that. All right? If you're here tonight and you want us to pray for you, we got time to pray for you. Come on, let us pray for you. If not, you'd be blessed. If you need to rededicate your life, anybody not a believer tonight, if you need to change that, we can change that. Come and rededicate your life to the Lord. Give your life to the Lord. Amen? Trust Him in every area. All right? Hey, God bless you. We'll see you Sunday. Invite somebody.